0: Welcome, and thank you for accepting our invitation to this Bible study and reflection for September 29th, 2021. Let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. Let us pray. Most gracious God, and giver of grace and mercy, as we hear your word today, help it be meaningful to us, and help us to interpret it correctly. We ask that your word fan the flames of our faith, increase our wisdom, and prepare us to be your humble servants. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have listened to my podcast in the past, you have certainly heard me say that I truly believe when God's word is sent out, it never returns empty. The basis of my belief comes from a verse in the book of Isaiah. My intention is not to study the book of Isaiah today because it would take much more than just one podcast. I will give you an overview of the book of Isaiah, and I would also invite you to watch the Bible Project videos on the book of Isaiah, which will give you a much better insight than I can offer. There are actually two videos on this book. The first covers chapters 1 through 39, and the second covers chapters 40 through 66. Or, in lieu of watching one or both videos, here's a very condensed overview. The book of Isaiah is filled with sobering accounts of Israel's sin and rebellion, and warnings of their coming judgment. But, along with warnings, Isaiah also offers a message of hope. A suffering servant, a coming Messiah who would come to establish God's kingdom on earth and create a new Jerusalem. Here is a commentary that I found during my research, and this is by Chris Frank. The book of Isaiah deals with people, places, and events spanning several centuries from 733 BCE to sometime around 515 BCE. Chapters 1 through 39, referred to as First or Proto-Isaiah, focus on the time when Israel and Judah were under Assyrian rule. An ominous message to King Hezekiah announces the rise of the Babylonian Empire in Isaiah 39. The result is that nothing will be left of his kingdom, Judah, and his Davidic lineage will come to an end. The backdrop of the following chapters, 40 through 66, includes the Babylonian destruction of Judah and the exile of many of its citizens in 587 BCE. The rise of the Persian Empire under Cyrus the Great in 539 BCE and the restoration of life in Jerusalem after Cyrus allowed all the exiles to return home. The word that goes forth from God's mouth will accomplish God's purpose for the exiles. Several images are used throughout chapter 55, verses 1 to 13, to illustrate their future. They will be given the basic sustenance of water and bread, and also lavished with wine, milk, and rich foods. Offers of such fare to the people living in disadvantaged conditions would definitely have caught the audience's attention. God's word is compared to rain and snow falling from the heavens. Just as these water the earth, providing seeds for the sower and bread for the eater, God's word will provide life for the people. Similar images of renewed fertility continue in chapter 55, verses 12 through 13. A once thorny, weed-filled wilderness will be replaced by the growth of fragrant trees. Those who suffered as they were led into captivity through a hostile desert environment will return to fruitful land and an everlasting memorial that will never be cut off. God's word not returning to him void speaks to the sovereignty of God. His word will accomplish what he set it out to do. It is important for us to remember that God's word may not always do what we expect it to. For example, we might share the gospel with someone that does not respond by putting their faith in Christ. That does not mean that God's word is returning void. Perhaps God's purpose was to plant a seed, but the watering and growth will come later. The reading today comes from the chapter in Isaiah, chapter 55, verses 1 through 13. Here's what one commentator had to say about the chapter 55. This short chapter is a dense and complicated review of past motifs and allusions to future themes woven together by the underpinnings of the reality of God's word. As such, it functions to link Isaiah chapters 40 to 54 to Isaiah chapters 56 to 66. The entire book of Isaiah is connected by the assertion in chapter 1 verse 20. But if you resist and rebel, you will be devoured by the sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. That is also repeated in chapter 40, verse 5, and chapter 58, verse 14, the words, the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Here's our reading for today from Isaiah chapter 55, verses 1 through 13. Come. All you who are thirsty, come to the waters, and you who have no money, come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread, and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me, and eat what is good, and you will delight in the richest of fare. Give ear and come to me, listen, that you may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you, my faithful love promised to David. See, I have made him a witness to the peoples, a ruler and commander of the peoples. Surely you will summon nations you know not, and nations you do not know will come running to you because of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has endowed you with splendor. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them turn to the Lord, and he will have mercy on them. And to our God, for he will freely pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, So are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return to it without watering the earth, and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower, bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire." And achieve the purpose for which I sent it. You will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills will burst into song before you, and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Instead of the thorn bush will grow the juniper, and instead of briars the myrtle will grow. This will be for the Lord's renown, for an everlasting sign that will endure forever. This ends the reading. In the recent past, I was listening to a podcast by a teaching pastor at a local church here in town. He was talking specifically about developing and preparing his sermons to be delivered at worship on Sunday mornings. He said that some people expect to be wowed by his sermons, and if they are, that's okay while others expected it to be something they could practically apply and relate to in their own lives. And others had different expectations. He went on to say that if some people were wowed, that would be a bonus. And if some people found out how to practically apply it to their lives, that was okay as well. But his overarching purpose of his sermons was to share the Word of God and let it work in the hearts and minds of those that received it. The following thoughts are borrowed from a blog written by Courtney Resig. The preaching of God's Word on Sundays does its work in the lives of its people, His people. It might seem small and pointless. It might seem slow and like growth isn't happening. It might seem monotonous and routine. It might even seem like foolishness to the outsider looking in. But it works. Slowly, but surely. As the preached word goes forward, God's people are strengthened, equipped, and challenged in their faith. It might not happen in a burst of growth, but it surely happens over a lifetime of faithful hearing. The same is true for us personally. Ordinary Faithful time spending God's word is never for naught. The deposits of scripture that we make in our own life through personal Bible study will be used by God when we are drawing on the reserves. We will never be overdrawn. There will come a day when we have nothing to deposit into the bank account of our mind and our hearts. But God's word we have deposited over a lifetime or protect us from bankruptcy. The deposits are doing something, even when they're small and we can't see their outcome. I invite you to share this podcast with someone that could use a deposit of God's Word into their account of their mind and their heart. You never know what might grow out of the sharing of God's Word, but I guarantee you, God knows I would encourage and invite you to worship on a regular basis and abide in God's word every day. If you do, you will certainly be living into St. Paul's Lutheran Church's vision of learning, loving, living God's word. One final scripture verse comes from Romans chapter 10, verse 17. So faith comes from what is heard, and what is heard comes through the word of Christ. Let us pray. Almighty God and our gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for your most holy word, and we ask that you would allow your word to fan the flames of our faith. As our faith is kindled, encourage us through your Holy Spirit to share your word with others, knowing that in time you will give the growth. Grant this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Go in peace, serve the Lord.